Today's episode came from a member of our community, and I'm so excited to share my 10 tips to make sure that dinner is never the cause for late nights for you and for the kids. The chaos, the crying, the running around, the eating out, putting together heaven only knows what, or ending up sadly with an incredibly great meal on the table but it's a little later than you had hoped. Also inside of today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my family's favorite meals that save us a ton of time and make cleanup super quick too. I know how defeating it is to go through your day feeling so great. Like, oh my gosh, we might actually be killing it today. Or also for the days when you're like, is this day over yet? Can we please just get to bed? Like I just want a redo. Either way, this is that pivotal moment. And then what's for dinner? The question comes up without fail every day. We got to figure out what's for dinner and it derails what should be one of the most special and calming parts of your day as a family. If you're here listening to this episode with a desire to make evenings in your home a time to come together, reflect, laugh, share stories about your day, nourish yourself and each other, and get everyone to bed at an hour that allows for maximum sleep each night, then stick around because I'm bringing all of the details to you inside of today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. We are going to dive straight in today because if I am being completely transparent, this is the last task card in my Monday work block. I know exactly what I need to get through. And if I don't get through it right now, then guess what? I have to do it this evening after my kids go to bed. And that is something that I'm working really, really hard not to do this year. So let's just get straight down to the goods. I'm going to teach you my 10 tips for making sure that truly, truly over and over and over and over and over again in our home, we are able to get a meal on the table and get the kids to bed on time. I I don't play. Like I don't play with bedtime. I am a monster if I don't get enough sleep. So I really just don't mess with it. And I will say that there have been a few times that we have budged outside of these 10 tips that I have been a little lax, that things haven't gone according to this plan, that I just don't set my eyes on this and make sure it happens. And guess what happens? My kids go to bed late. So it eats up my entire nighttime routine or I do my nighttime routine late and then I get to bed late and then I sleep in late and you know how that cookie crumbles. So let's talk about these 10 things. First, number one, out the gate, know your favorite family meals. Back of your hand, what are they? These should be your go-to meals all the time. We talk about this on this show 
the Systemize Your Life podcast so much because it is hard. It's hard for so many people. There's so many different nuances. Every family has picky eaters. We have a picky eater. We work really hard on it. Everyone has different time restraints for what time they can start dinner, which number two is know your start time. Know what time you need to start dinner in order to get everyone to bed on time. I realize that not every family has the ability to start dinner at 4.30. If you do, that should be your start time. Without fail, 4.30 should be the time that you start dinner. If you can't, what can you do to make getting dinner on the table at an hour that works for your family much easier? That leads me right into number three, prep your food beforehand. You should not be doing all of your cooking from scratch that evening, even if you're starting at 4.30. Like I don't even prep all my food from scratch the day of. Absolutely not. Unless I know that it's like, these are the three things that I'm pulling out. I'm chopping them and putting them in the pan and we're putting it in the oven to roast. Like, of course, but if it has anything, like if we're doing kebabs, you better believe all that stuff is prepped beforehand because then I have to put it on the skewer and we got to do the barbecue. Like you need to know what are you having for, for your meals this week? What are you eating? And what can you pre-prep ahead of time? Often this prepping for me will happen on the weekends. Sometimes I can't do that. So when I go to cook a meal, I know, Hey, tonight is super simple. It's you know, homemade mac and cheese and their favorite meat. That means I have two extra burners open. I'm going to throw tomorrow's meat on and I'm going to roast our potatoes for tomorrow too. get that done right now. I'm always thinking of how I can be prepping for the next meal. Number four, get your fridge and pantry extremely organized. This is my favorite one. Uh, if I could come over and organize your pantry and your fridge, I would, because I love this so much. Mine is actually not done for the whole week. It's Monday It's driving me bonkers. Like I can't wait to go and get in there and get that done. So I will do that while I am cooking dinner tonight because I prepped my food last night (laughs) for dinner tonight. So dinner tonight should be really easy. And while our pasta is boiling, I will be able to pull everything out of my fridge, wipe it down and put it back in the order that it needs to go back in there. Number five, wash as you go. What does this have to do with quick and easy meals and getting kids to bed on time? Because if you have a super dirty kitchen, you are obviously not going to get to bed on time. And it's also going to make it so much harder for you to navigate the things that you need to navigate in order to get your kids to bed on time. So please make sure that you're washing your dishes as you go. Number one thing that my mom taught me, and it's just part of what we do now. Like I wash my dishes as I go and there's really not a lot to wash when I'm done cooking. Number six, call the kids to the kitchen 20 minutes before dinner is done. This is a big one. It's huge. I, and, and that is, and when I say call them, ring your dinner bell, <laughs> it's more like me yelling upstairs, Hey, or out the back door, dinner is ready. You know, Make sure that you are calling them well before dinner is done. And here's why. Not so they can sit at the table and you can lose them again because they're bored. But this is the time for them to start cleaning up their work, whatever it is that they're into, their play, their homework, whatever that is. That is their cue. It's time to clean up. It's time to wash hands. And then what are the jobs that they have to do to help get dinner on the table? This is a huge opportunity for them and for you 
This makes it less cumbersome for you. It gives them responsibility. It allows them to see how food is prepared. It allows them to see the hard work that you do. My kids know that I work my tail off most of the time. Blaine is very helpful. Blaine is a very helpful husband, extremely helpful. Firefighters are really great like that. Most of them anyway, because they're housemates. And so they have to always cook and clean and and whatnot. And he had really tidy parents too. So I'm sure he learned that from them, but without fail, I'm always the last one sitting down to the table. And I, I love to serve him food and sometimes, you know, he'll serve me, but most of the time it's me cooking. Cause I love to cook. And so I'm in the kitchen and that's the, di- the dynamic in our house because that's what fuels us. But I'm exhausted. I'm tired. It's a lot of work. And I want my kids to see and know how hard that work is and that this is not like a full service resort over here. You say, thank you. You get your own cup of water. You get your own napkin. You ask, how can I help? Like you get your kids in the kitchen and let them see that food just doesn't appear. Like you have to work really hard at these things. And I know when you have little kids, this can be really hard, but I wore my babies. I wore them. I gave them a wooden spoon. I talked to them when they got a little bit bigger. I made sure I put them on the back, on my back. And then when they got even bigger and I didn't want their legs in the boiling water because they were so big, they sat in a high chair in the kitchen with me, or they would sit on the counter. And I've always brought my kids into the kitchen with me and it has taught them so much. So make sure at least 20 minutes before dinner is done, you can gauge call them in and give them each a job. Number seven, dinners should be screen free. No screens, turn all the screens off, no screens at the table, not even within arm's reach. And most certainly TV off. Do we have some meals in front of the TV? We do. We call it a picnic dinner and we love it. And it's a treat. And do we do it sometimes too often? Absolutely. And Blaine and I say, we've done this too much. We need to get back to the kitchen table. And so we come back to the kitchen table. There's a balance for our family and there's a balance for your family, but we know that our kids end up staying up late and so do we if there's screens around it also robs you of one of the next ones that i'm going to be talking about here in just a minute but let's look at number eight this is their cleanup jobs so what are the jobs that they are doing afterwards this is a huge trigger so this is your transition point from dinner's done straight into their bedtime routine and if you lose them game over You've got to keep them engaged. This is a pivotal moment. My kids have to ask to be excused from the table for a reason because (laughs) I suppose it's traditional. I guess that's where I learned it. But here's what actually happens when you ask your kids if they can be excused. It immediately draws attention to what's next. And so when your kids have to ask before they put their feet on the floor to stand up, butts in seats while we eat, right? Butts in seats while we eat. And then you ask, may I be excused before you get up? This is, this is me. This is how we do this. Y'all ask, so I'm going to let you know. And it's just such a beautiful thing because then I get to prompt them. Yes, you sure can. Great job. Or, Hey, will you take one more bite of your meat? Or as you get up, will you please take, Hey, I'm done. Will you take my plate with you? And it gives them an opportunity to see how they can continue to be involved. And then I say, yes, dishwasher's dirty. Please put your plate directly in the dishwasher. And then what's the first thing of that bedtime routine that they go do? If you have much older kids and you immediately go to engaging in family time, that's fine, but you need to know what that family time is. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a free independent night. That's fine too. But still 
asking to be excused, especially for those younger kiddos, right? My kids are not in junior high or high school yet. So that dynamic I know will change. But right now, that's something really important to us so we can keep their attention and keep them on track after dinner is done. Number nine, no screens after dinner. We go straight to the first domino of their bedtime routine. That's a little bit of what I was talking about. And if I go back to number six or number seven really quickly, where I talked about a screen-free dinner, what this robs you of is that time to be able to connect with your kids, to be able to have conversations, to be able to even talk about the textures of the food that they don't want to eat, to talk about where it grew, to talk about the color of it, or to talk about how it was prepped. Like there's so many different things that you can talk about, like even the roasting time, right? If when Frankie's not involved and she's not in there, then we talk about, hey, do you notice that this chicken is crispy and the other one wasn't? Here's why. And I'm educating her. We're just constantly talking about the nuances of what we're doing because that's how they're going to learn. And then they have the opportunity to ask us questions. How was your day? We laugh, we talk, and we also get to talk about our family mission statement, which is hung above our kitchen table. And we talk about that every now and then. Um, it's kind of like our family creed. It's the legacy statement that we want to leave um, for people that come and go in our family. So this is a really intimate time and space and our kids love it. Will it be hard at first if you're used to having screens in this kind of time, it will be hard, but they will get over it once they see how much you're pouring into them and how much attention they get from you. Okay. Now, number 10, and then I'm going to quickly give you bonus our five favorite go-to meals. So here's the last one is verbally remind or prompt or bait, shall I say their favorite part of bedtime that routine that you do with them, it absolutely after dinner needs to have something that they look forward to no matter how old your kids are. Now, maybe it's something that they look forward to doing with you. I know our oldest, one of her love languages is quality time, but there are times when I just can't sit with her. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I have a project to finish. I have a headache or whatever that might be. Sometimes there's things that happen And so she doesn't get that one-on-one time. She will get us in that routine with her, but she doesn't get the one-on-one time that she looks forward to. So we have an alternate. Here are a few other things that you can look forward to. And we're always talking about those things to keep our kids laser focused. My kids have been warped by a fast paced world. And so have yours. And so they are constantly looking for entertainment for stimulation and staying focused and following multi-step directions is very hard for them. And it is a skill that they need. It's a skill that we all need. We struggle with it because of our fast paced digital life in our phones. So the more that you can prompt and keep them within these guardrails of their routines, the more they're going to grow up to be incredibly independent and productive people and that's what you want for them so truly I mean that's what I hope you want for them right I'm sure you want a lot of things for your kids but that's definitely what I want for my own kiddos is for them to be independent and for them to be able to produce the things that they set out to produce and what we're trying to do when dinner's done is produce a bedtime routine some of the things that my kids look forward to are books we have oil routines 
that we do. Uh, there's a specific method and application on the spine and on the feet that we love to do. Uh, we have a yoga book for, we have two, actually, we have a morning, we have a bedtime one that the kids love. And actually we just got new toothbrushes. That's the big thing right now for the five-year-old is yay. Can you please? And we're, we're doing a gradual release of responsibility with the five-year-old right now. Yours may be here. Yours may not be here at all, depending on where you're starting. And so that, that time where I've put those guardrails up for her and her bedtime routine, literally since six weeks old, and we've transitioned with every age, our new transition now is she goes upstairs and she gets pajamas on by herself so that I can then follow in behind her. And so I'm not literally in her space giving verbal direction and physical direction with a tap on the shoulder and a guide on the shoulder from the toys and from all the fun things in the bedroom over into the bathroom. It's time to get the toothbrush out, right? It's time to come to the drawer. Like this is what we do. This is what we do in our house. And this is how I get my kids to bed on time. This is how I make sure that dinner doesn't derail us and gives me the time and the space that I need to really help my kids know how to wrap up and end their day, which is one of the most beautiful parts of the day. I am so much a reflective and introspective person. I love looking backwards. I love analyzing. I love systems and data. I love all of that. And so I really pour into this. My husband is so much the morning person. You know, he's like, I love looking forward to the things. And he's like the big excitable person with big dreams. And he wants to, he gets up so much earlier than me and he just sits and he just thinks and he reads. And, you know, it's, we have we have both parts of that happening in our house and you may lean to one side or the other more than me or more than your spouse and those things are okay but this specifically is an episode for you to really focus on how to make sure that dinner is set up in such a way that it allows you to have the time and the space that you need for the bedroom time routine so everyone gets to bed on time here are my five bonus quick meals that we use. Obviously my meal planning menu board meal planning system is completely free. It's a blog, um, on over on my blog, chelseajoe.co backslash blog, and you can go find it there. We have a podcast episode on it, tons of resources for you, but here's some of the go-to meals that I have gathered because this is the first step of setting up your menu board meal planning system. And we have lots more. We have tons. And that right now I'm transitioning and we're learning how to cook some different meals that everyone loves that I feel really good about preparing. But here is number one, hamburger bowls. One of my favorites. I've never really loved buns unless I'm at In-N-Out. Then I really do love to eat a hamburger bun. In-N-Out has my favorite hamburger buns. But when we're at home, I'm just like, why do we even buy these things? Only one person eats them. And then I have all these hamburger buns left over. And this is so stupid. So I just stopped buying them. And I was like, hey, let's try French fries in the bottom of a bowl. So I make really good crispy French fries. I put them in the bottom of the bowl. And then we stack ground beef, all of your favorite toppings. So it looks a bit like a salad, but it tastes a lot like the best hamburger bowl in the world. And we love to put ranch on this instead of ketchup, lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, onion, pickles, like all the things with your French fries on the bottom and a good shake of um, ranch dressing on the top. Amazing. Number two is stuffed sweet potatoes. So I just bake those potatoes. I get them in there a good hour before, and then we stuff them with, if you know how to make your own sloppy Joe meat, just ground Turkey, whatever kind I, we typically do like a ground meat, or you could do pulled pork is really good with some barbecue sauce. 
stuff those sweet potatoes. They taste amazing. Number three, roasted chicken and mashed potatoes. Either get yourself a rotisserie chicken, or I just made my first ever homemade. Thanks to my mom came over and helped me for whatever reason. I was nervous when I don't know how to do things. I clam up a bit. Um, and I bought a whole chicken and I did this thing called spatchcocking. I think I don't really know. Uh, and I roasted my own chicken in my cast iron skillet and I will never turn back either way. Get yourself a roasted chicken and make some mashed potatoes with it and whatever your favorite vegetable is just pop that on those are really quick and simple you can do a huge batch of mashed potatoes and freeze them in ice cubes ice cube trays and then crack them out and pop them into a ziploc bag and then you can just pop those into a skillet with a little bit of milk with a lid on it and they reheat right up like totally fresh mashed potatoes it's amazing number four is fish and rice so we um, are not a huge fish eating family. <laughs> Other people are. It's not my favorite, which is so odd. I'll eat sushi all day long, but like I just don't love cooked fish. But we're getting Frankie loves it. Blaine loves it. Bailey thinks it's chicken. That's where we're at. Don't judge me. She's like, why is this chicken orange? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just, it's just this is what happens. That's just how mom cooked it this time. <laughs> and she'll totally eat it. But if we told her it was fish, she would not eat it. That child, we love her. She's amazing. But she is definitely our firecracker. With rice, we love that and any green vegetable. So we have all of our green vegetables that we love. And I just roast them with coconut oil um, in the oven. And it's seriously so easy to put your food in the oven, even in the summertime when it's like a kajillion degrees, I'm still roasting vegetables. Last, but certainly not least is homemade mac and cheese and their favorite meat, any kind of sausage, um, ground beef. And then we just make a homemade mac and cheese. If you're, we used to make box mac and cheese. So if you're box kind of family, throw that bad boy in the mix. Um, and then obviously we would put a green with it or an avocado, something along those lines. We keep it super simple around here. And that is what I suggest you do too. Um, and maybe that's just the only hack you need is keep dinner super simple. But if you want to get into the weeds, go back, listen to this episode again, go through my 10 tips, try and maybe just make this these five meals, your five meals for next week. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. Thanks for being here. I am on my way out the door and I cannot wait to meet you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.